welcome to the Extremely Gay Podcast. I'm Frida. I'm Erica. And we're both very extremely gay. Yes. <laughs> extremely gay, that's the name. Yeah, that's the name. Yes. You know. Yeah, we're finally picking ourselves up by the bootstraps and sticking to recording and like being on a schedule and being good about it because we both really like doing this podcast. We're just kind of... And we talk about gay stuff all the time anyway. Just in life, yeah. Yeah. Also, our dog just came and put his head in my lap while we're recording this, so. Our dog has had two moms his whole life. Honestly, it's the gayest shit ever, and he loves it. He does. This is a PSA. This is Otis running. He actually knows our dog. Hi, Otis. (laughs) Do you love having two moms? They might not hear you if you don't speak into the mic. They will, because (laughs) I have a voice that carries. Yeah. I have Um, been told that by, um... Some sound guys with like pain in <laughs> their ears were. before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, welcome to our fourth episode. Um, Thank you. <laughs> today, we wanted to talk about drag and drag shows. Yeah. Um, because it's something we both are passionate about and really like. It's not something that we like. We're not experts. It's not something that we do ourselves. We we don't currently do drag. Um, we're getting attacked by a cat, though. Your cat, let's be real. Oh, my. Yeah, your cat never attacks. Yes. Um, but yeah, we want to talk about drag because we, um... It's obviously a topic, um, of controversy and... It's been in the news a lot. Like, it's being hated on and people are being murdered for going to drag shows and there are laws that people are trying to pass to stop drag from happening and on this show like we want this to generally be like a lighthearted and fun discussion of gay topics but that doesn't mean we're not aware of the bad things that are happening in the world and that's like i feel like there's so many bad things happening um when speaking about the lgbt community and so many people that are working against us that um, we're very aware, and we will bring it up from time to time. We definitely want this podcast to be like a positive space where we can discuss um, queer culture um, and kind of mitigate some of the you know bad news and the sad things that are going on. So, and also like I want. Um, First of all, I want to you know just share some of the joy of being in the queer community. Yeah. Also, like we live in Texas and we go to drag shows every week. Yes. So, like obviously, it must mean something yeah. to us because at this point, that is like taking on like personal risk. Yes. And so yeah. I kind of want to talk about like why would we keep going to these shows? Why does this mean something to us? Yeah. Why do to we the love point it? that like we want to keep going even though. Like, we definitely live in a state where people would it, want to murder yeah. us just for going. Yeah, or it would put us at risk for sure. Um, but yeah, um, and I will also say uh, we've lived in Texas for a little over a year. Um, and what was a, such a great surprise to me was just how many drag shows there are here. Um, there's a drag show almost every night of the week if you want to go to one um and i don't think i've experienced that before um no like in life no me. i know they were in la i know there were drag shows in la it just wasn't like like in la 
there's like West Hollywood, which is like the queer area or like where all the gay bars are. But I wouldn't say that drag was like hugely promoted or a part of the club scene there. And it is here. Yeah, I remember like every now and then seeing that there was a drag show going on. But there definitely wasn't a community in the same way that there is here. Yeah, and I was, I'm was i sure they were still happening. It was just the two things were not combined. Like where you went out to party and, and have drinks with your friends was not where the drag shows were for the most part. Um, I think also because like L.A. queer culture is entirely based around just like where do the insta-gays go? Like yeah. it's sure. it's kind of – I mean L.A. in general is – kind of built around catering to the tastes of the richest and most successful people. Like the white game. And, um, yeah, in the queer community, that's going to be the, like, muscle gaze. Like, and, you know, we went we went out with them. Yeah, them, sure. But they usually were like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. We're like, because there's no other place for us to go. Yeah. Uh, and here there's also, like, more lesbian bars um that are like self-proclaimed lesbian bars and um there's just a lot more drag shows i would say um and so when we moved here um i kind of discovered that because it was just like where do we go out there's similar to what we experience in la there isn't like a street um that where all the gay bars are basically Mm -hmm. like they're all kind of in this little area where you can walk from one to the other um you could crawl from some, some of them yeah, yeah. they're they're well, like next door to each other um but that's when i also kind of stumbled upon a drag show i was like oh my god this is amazing um and then by like following the clubs following some of the performers i just discovered the rest of the show like everything else going on that i had no idea about um yeah so actually this is definitely something kind of i wanted to hear you talk about mm-hmm. because so like I had um yeah I mean I'd been to drag shows sure. um I'd even like in a very vague ways like uh done drag king things through comedy that's true yeah um but like we'd never been like really regularly going to drag shows and stuff like that um and that was really your thing that you started doing here and then you started inviting me along yes which was cool um first of all because i mean it's just a been a new thing for us that now we've gotten really into yeah but also it's kind of cool because so as people who have um encountered us in the past will know frida is from sweden Mm -hmm. and so, like, I had, like, a whole life in L.A., yes. <laughs> um, and Frida knew, like, two people when she showed up from Sweden, and so for a long I time, no it was like, yeah. we were doing a lot of Your my things, things which yeah. I know that you also enjoyed, but, like, it sure. was frequently, like, here, let me bring you into all of the things that I like. and That you've established, yeah. like, because you've been there. Yeah. And this is kind of the first thing I can think of anyways that like you just started doing it and then you brought me into your established thing and sure introduced me to your people and like yeah that has been very cool yeah yeah and I think because also when I moved to LA 
um, you had been there a few years. Um, so it was kind of, and also I was, I was kind of a different person. I was not as outgoing. I was kind of shy. Um, we were both. Yeah. But you, different. yeah, but you had like a, an established life. You had friends, you had activities, things to go to. And so was, I was doing comedy. So I was yeah. doing comedy every night. I and had so much shit to do all the time. Yeah. And so it was kind of easy to just jump into that and be like, cool, I'll make some friends. I'll like, you know. Also, yeah, I was like, you had to if you wanted to be in my, <laughs> my life. Yeah, sure. um, but Which then, honestly is so cruel. Like, if you want to know me, you have to go to a bunch of improv shows. You're going to be one of three people in an audience. Like, it was fun. You we stuck had fun. it out. We had fun. <laughs> uh, but then when we moved here, um, I kind of had a chance to start fresh and just be like, what do I want to do? Um, and I've also... I've become more independent. I would say we were pretty codependent for a while and I've become more independent um, and, you know, started dating and going out and stuff. So it was kind of a natural progression. Frida is a hot commodity on the Austin dating no, I am scene. Not. I am not. Um, she likes to say she's not, but I like to say she is because it's true. Because she thinks it's funny. Um, it is funny, but also I, I just think, like, it's cool. No, it's Because really, that's how you started getting into this stuff, is you're just going on dates. And then well, eventually, see, if you're you go like, on a date, you're like, what are Erica, we? you can come to some of the place, cool places that I've been on dates. Well, it's like, if you go on a date, it's uh, kind of easy to be like, let's go grab a drink. And then you wa- I wanted to go to a gay bar, so kind of discovered it that way. But, um, but yeah, and then uh, through going to shows, um, a lot of the performers are very, like, open sweet friendly like i always want to make sure to like if i go to a show a tip b take stories and like post them and get them some exposure and like get some videos for them because um you're a good audience member (laughs) i i I try to be for sure as a performer that means something yeah and i know people don't always do a good job of like tagging them so they can repost the stories and stuff so i always try to make a point to do that and through the doing that I also made some friends. So then that kind of led into like going to more shows, meeting more people, making friends. Um, also, Frida has amazing makeup skills, <laughs> which, you know, this isn't a diss. We've, we've both discussed this, but like in LA, almost everyone does. So like, that's just kind of standard. But in Austin, like Frida walks out with her like bejeweled eye look and people are like what who I mean, are you yeah i'm not one of 10 that has rhinestones on my face you know like yeah I'm, sometimes you're one of two because i asked you to put rhinestones on my face too yeah but, but then if anyone gives me a compliment i will always be like thank you so much free today <laughs> but yeah i also i mean i do want to say i did um how I even got the idea, honestly, to, like, look for drag shows, too, was because I was watching Drag Race, and I was watching it online uh, before going to a drag show, and then uh, when discovering the local scene, that is, like, so fun. Like, I love watching Drag Race. I love, you know, I'm a huge Trixie and Katja stan, but, like, it is just different going to a local show and supporting your local drag that um, I really enjoy. Had you ever been to drag shows in Sweden? No. No, I have not. I don't, I mean, um, I was. I went to one in Indiana. Yeah. Miss Gay IU. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was trying. Like a pageant. Yeah, it was awesome. I can't remember if I was in high school or college because, sadly, there wasn't always a huge difference between high school and college for me because I went to college in my hometown and lived at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember 
this absolutely gorgeous, glorious drag queen just shaking her butt in my face. <laughs> and, you know, it was one of those little moments, I guess, of like mm-hmm. the gayness awakening. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, when I lived in Sweden, I came out when I was 19 and I moved here when I was 22. So I really only had three years in Sweden where I was out. Um, I know I went to a pride festival, so I'm sure I saw drag queens. I just don't remember going to like a drag show specifically. Um, but uh, I did go to a drag show when I I went to on a trip to the U.S. when I was like 18 um, and uh, went to a drag show in, I want to say Charleston, just kind of randomly, because it was one of the bars that would let you in when you were 18 if they like. I just remember, I think I actually can remember the first time I ever talked to a drag queen. Oh, really? I was in San Francisco when I was 15, mm-hmm. and there was just, like, a drag queen, I think, just, like, out on the promenade. I don't well, know if there was just, like, at all. Sometimes and, like, you could take a picture with her and, like, mm-hmm. give her a dollar sign. And mm-hmm. I was just wearing a little, little sweatshirt. And we took this picture together, and she put her arm around me, and I just remember her telling me that I had beautiful eyes, and Aww. I just uh, lived off of that compliment, because also I was so insecure and unhappy. I look like I'm being forced to go on that vacation at gunpoint in, like, every picture, probably except for that one. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, oh my gosh, maybe that was the first time I ever talked to a drag queen, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because definitely for sure, like, I was all surrounded by gay people because my mom had a lot of gay friends um, because she loves to exercise. But (laughs) (laughs) I know, but, like, it's the Midwest, and it's it's true. Yeah. Um, But, which is also why uh, it did take me kind of a long time to figure out that I was queer because I was like, but I don't want to cut my hair short. Mm -hmm. And that must be... Uh, more important for queerness than the fact that I want to kiss girls and hold their hands. I mean, I definitely felt the same because my only um, interaction with queer people as a like middle schooler was also really butch lesbians. And I was like, well, I don't want short hair and look like that, so I can't be gay. So, And like, I'm not good at sports. Because <laughs> literally, my mom had like 20 lesbian friends. They all have short hair and they're all like great runners. But yeah, and also, I, I don't know if you have heard this or know this but um from just like going to drag shows watching drag races of um the majority of a lot of the fan bases are lesbians did you know that um i mean it's been pretty clear from the drag shows we've gone to yes i don't know that i knew that beforehand i didn't know that beforehand either but i find it very interesting and fascinating and I love it but it is like a thing there's a lot of like even for uh drag race and like um I watch like Trixie and Koch's YouTube show they mostly have lesbian fans and I think that's super cool and I wouldn't really interesting I just I don't know what I was expecting honestly but well I think there is still this more old school idea that like Drag is for cis gay men. Yes. Um, that is true. And that it's a gay man thing. Yeah, that's definitely the stereotype, which I'm so glad. Like, it, it, here in Texas, like, that is, like, 
I mean, I guess it's hard to judge because I didn't really see the representation in LA, but here there is a ton of like diversity within the drag like artist community. Like there's a lot of non-binary people. There's a lot of trans people. There's um, a lot of like AFAB people. There's just anyone and everyone can do drag. And I just find that so inspiring and amazing. I definitely never saw that before. I had never seen that before. I will say that. Because like... I knew enough about drag that, like, um, I'd had some friends who'd done drag king stuff. I had, yes, I had thought about it because mm-hmm. um, I've always loved, well, like when I was doing comedy, like I love doing characters mm-hmm. that are guys, either um, skater boys. Yep, skater boys. Um, my my skater boy character named Trip Duffin. I literally just stole that name from somebody I went to middle school with because it was That like, was someone's real name? Yeah. I thought you made that up. That's so funny. I couldn't. It was so good. <laughs> That's um, I don't think I... I don't know if I ever Where talked Trip to Duffin him today? ever. I know. But if I ever did talk to him, it wouldn't have been since middle school. Hope he's doing well. Thanks Trip, for the name. for you. Um, and also I liked being um, like... 1950s suave crude guy. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, but truly, like, I mostly, like, being a guy is normal, like, for me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not, I don't know. Femininity is has always been the thing I put on as a performance to leave the house. Yeah. You know? Um, and obviously, like, since figuring out that I'm autistic, that has made more sense. Yeah. But, like, yeah, drag king stuff, it just didn't seem uh, that exciting to me. Because, like, yeah, like, the only fun thing that I, like, okay, I don't usually, like, draw a mustache on my face. That would be sure, pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. But, like, just acting like a guy and wearing guy clothes, that's, I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah that's true. Um, so, when... I first saw AFAB drag queens here and that like you can actually do that. That's allowed. I was like, <gasps> that, I, that is exactly what I want to do. Yeah, It's amazing. Because that is the performance. Mm-hmm. And I have so many thoughts about like performing femininity because like literally I'm an AFAB autistic non-binary person like Mm -hmm. that has been one of the projects of my life and it's just cool to be in a place where people actually like understand that that's a thing yeah no it's all good so as the um lesbian expert why (laughs) do you think lesbians are the uh, main demographic uh that is fans of drag honestly (laughs) so Love you. Love that. Uh, but, um... Hot commodity on the Austin Dating Market no, and no, a lesbian no, no, expert. No, 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 don't listen. You can't get away from these labels. What kind I, of like? <laughs> I literally um, edited the podcast. I know. I'm um, keeping in every annoying thing that I say. I know. Um, I've thought about this a lot, and... Um, I've thought about this a lot, and I can't say that, like, I have really like narrowed it down but um i i mean i don't know if this is true for all lesbians or why this is this is like why we're the main like fans of drag but um i know for me like 
I obviously love uh, female presenting people. Yeah. And so I think there's that. Um, and I mean, doesn't, I don't know if this is true for all lesbians, so that's why I can't really narrow it down. Because for me, it's like I love makeup. I love like hyper femme stuff, um, whether that's your like natural inclination or not. I find it like fascinating. Um, and maybe part of it is too that like, um, you know, I don't know if you can hear our dog, but he's whining. Um, uh, in my experience, there is a lot of spaces for, um, mainly white, but for gay men. Um, and to me, drag shows aren't like, they're kind of more open to anyone in the community and because there's not a lot of like lesbian bars there's not of like I mean there are some obviously but I would say there's more events for gay men than lesbians and I feel like drag shows are a safe space for lesbians so maybe that's part of it too that like that's a space where we can go and I mean they are like a celebration of femininity that's true yeah like, everyone was going by she, her today, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I think there's partly that and partly that's, like, yeah, it's a space where uh, that is for us, you know, in a way. where Because I have definitely, like you mentioned earlier, gone to plenty of clubs and bars that were definitely intended for, like, uh, gay men. And then they are a little, like, what are you doing here, you know? Yeah. They are, they may not say it to your face, but you don't feel as welcome, I would say. You feel kind of, oh, Yeah, I mean, I, I know that we weren't as welcome because I very much remember how people reacted when we got harassed by straight men. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And. Which happened every time, I would say. Like, I will never forget when I was dragging that man out of the bar by his collar, and I had gay men telling me to calm down. Yeah. And I was like... And this man had been, like, harassing me, grinding on me, trying to touch me, when I had clearly said no, pushed him off, done everything I could to get him off of me. And I was just mad, like, why are you upset with me? Like... Yeah, because they were, like, Be upset with this bitch who came in here... Yeah, I like, think it's... into your space to harass lesbians. Like, this like, guy yeah. sucks. I am your friend. <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe it's the part of, like, it's not always, like, we have each other's backs in at, in those kind of situations. I feel like also even maybe, like, aesthetically. If I think sure. back about, like, the Abbey, the dancers there are, like, Muscly dudes wearing, like, tiny undies. And, like, because uh can appreciate all kinds of genders, I like that. Sure. But, like, but it's yeah, it's not, like... A space for, for queer women. It's not necessarily, know. like, hey, lesbians, come look at this. Um, yeah. I feel like drag is very lesbian-friendly because um, a lot of us do, like femme women Mm -hmm. and so we just like think these drag queens are hot yeah oh for sure um and a lot of times we like femme girls more than we are femme girls like and Mm -hmm. nobody is like more femme than a drag queen (laughs) um 
And I think also for many of us, gender has always been a performance. So like we just true, yeah. identify with that. Yeah, I think I think that is kind of spot on because like, yeah, not all lesbians are women, not all, you know, like, but it is the performance of femininity and, and being a woman that is like familiar feels good like feels like very uh, it's I mean it's it's fascinating to watch and it's really entertaining and you can relate to it Um, and like obviously I'm kind of guessing to a certain extent like yeah because I'm non-binary but I definitely like have lived in the world as a woman um, yeah. most of the time and am perceived that way. And even when I first tried to tell people, like, I think I'm non-binary, they were like, no, you have to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your internalized misogyny. I was like, okay, yeah. I guess I have to be a woman. Um, but there's, like, a a certain kind of femininity and, like, sisterhood and being a woman that, like, is – and so, like, sure. yeah. even if you are happy with being a woman, you know that, like, uh, according to many of the people around you, like, you're not the right kind of woman. Like, yeah, you're not going to be welcome in all the spaces. Mm-hmm. And so you just, like, you are aware of your gender and, like, presentations of gender and stuff just in a way that, like, assist straight women... Um, aren't? Yeah, I would say so, for sure. Because, yeah, that's definitely true. Because also, just, you know, I'm... <laughs> if you can hear our dog, you're welcome. He um, chose to stop sitting in the middle of us, and I was really upset that he's he, only sitting he, next to me. Yeah. It's kind of offensive, Otis. And he could also move and sit. I should be us. your sun and moon and stars. <laughs> <laughs> he's just staring at me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am, uh, obviously a cis lesbian and, uh, going through the world, uh, and interacting with a lot of straight women. I definitely, you know, there's a part of my femininity that they can relate to and they, um, accept, but a lot of it is, you feel like an outsider all the time. Like when I went to college, um, I had plenty of great friends, but I was the only queer person. And so it was kind of alienating, even though we had a lot of in co- lot in common, we were a lot of femmes, but it is just different and they don't fully like get it or accept you in the same way. Even I just feel like whenever I see stuff like it's silly, but just like on TikTok where when people make jokes about like, girly things like I remember when the trend was like the feminine urge to and the masculine urge to and like all the feminine urge ones was like I don't relate to that whatsoever no um but also most of them I don't think queer women would relate to yeah either and so much of it was like based around and I mean this is not like I mean a lot of it's not straight women's fault but like a lot of straight women's femininity is sort of, like, in reaction to what men will think about it. I mean, that's the thing. It's all coming from, like, the male gaze. So yeah. that's, like, where they're starting out, and that's not where we're starting out. Yeah. Like, even when I still thought that I was a straight cis woman, like, when people would assume, like, 
that I would care about, like, what a man would think about what I was, it would always, like, catch me off guard, you know, like, sure, like, yeah, well, you're not gonna get a boyfriend like that, like, like good. I, what? <laughs> Great, love that. Uh, yeah, I feel you, because the assumption that, like, that's my goal, like, yeah, I mean, it was the same, way. like, going back to, like, going out to gay bars, is that I had, I had dressed up and put makeup on and looked this good for men. You yeah, know, like that. I was there for them. There could be no like other. Like, she did that for me. Fuck yeah. off. So, I mean, also for yourself, whatever. But like for me. Yeah, and like, but even like, anytime I go out, it's never for like I never dress up for a man. You know, like ever. Yeah, I mean, I guess mm, when I worked at a strip club. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's interesting too because also. Um, one thing I love about drag and something that I think like really unites a lot of queer people like it appeals to a lot of gay men and lesbians and non-binary people and like probably lots of people (laughs) um, is there's like an appreciation for like certain kinds of femininity Mm -hmm. um that are not necessarily the kinds of femininity that are like the most praised in our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like kind of the, probably the most obvious one is just like, so I, I always think of it as like the Aaron Brockovich look. Sure. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because like for me growing up, like that was the epitome of glamour it was like mm-hmm. a trashy glamour. <laughs> yes. And, like, so my stepmom, when I was growing up, she was a bottle blonde. She had huge boobs. She had wore Chanel number five. Mm-hmm. Um, she was so glamorous and beautiful. And she taught me how to put makeup on. Mm-hmm. And she bought me thongs when I was 11 and made my mom so mad, you know. Like, she was, like, the kind of feminine that is sexy and also... uh looked down upon in many ways like yeah yeah. and I just like I loved her first of all but also like that kind of femininity because it was one that like I was like okay I can do that one Mm -hmm. like I can figure out how to do that one and I like it Mm -hmm. and I can figure out how to like wear a lot of eyeliner and like cheetah print but like (laughs) like classy like uh refined or like that kind of femininity like that wasn't an option mm-hmm. for like cute and unintimidating femininity mm-hmm. like there's just a lot of kinds of femininity that like aren't really available to people who um are i mean first of all neurodivergent and second of all like gender non-conforming yes and so i think we kind of enjoy these like over-the-top performative but also expressive and genuine Mm -hmm. expressions of femininity Mm -hmm. because you also see like i love when drag queens are like a middle-aged las vegas like crooner you know like So they're wearing the Chris Jenner hair, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Like the short little. Yeah, it's it's this like love for certain kinds. 
it's of women and their style. femininity yeah. Yeah. that I think like that definitely appeals to me Yeah, because Same. those are the kinds of femininity that like I could grab onto and appreciate yeah. and also like I could figure out how to be that kind of woman because also I like I never was like very good at masking in any way mm -hmm. but I knew that I could figure out just like the sort of basic physical stuff like mm -hmm. how to dress how to do my hair I love reading magazines and stuff mm -hmm. and I felt like that was sort of my deal with the world yeah. like I will make myself look like what you want so that I can get away with not being what you want sure well, um, then if you look like it, there won't be any outside pressure to change. Or just, like... Like... Or as much, I should say. If you can be really pretty, you can get away with, like, kind of being a bitch, kind of being weird. That's like, what I mean. Like... Like, I was... Like, I have to figure out how to be pretty so that I can use pretty privilege to overcome all of the yes, things yes. that I cannot do. Sure. Yeah. And all the standards that I cannot reach. Mm -hmm. um, because, I guess, on some subconscious level I figured out pretty early on that like I wasn't gonna master the social norms you know sure yeah um but I I did like women who were sort of like powerful and feared and like if you were yeah if you were like a bitch or a bad girl or something you just like had more leeway in society mm -hmm. and so I knew like that's the only kind of women I I will be able to survive being. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like those kind of women. And I think that that's like, it's something that a lot of us recognize and, and appreciate. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. And like, it's sexy. It's so much oh, sexier than like yeah. L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean, J. Crew, you know, like. Oh, sure. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Or just like, before you leave the house, take one accessory off. You know, like, mm -hmm. I was minimalizing your look. Yeah, sure. I get that. I want you to maximize <laughs> my look. Yeah. And I think that is one thing that I love about drag queens. It's like, it's not minimalism. I hate minimalism. That is true. And also, nothing is off limits. You know, like, there's no box there's no bounds to what you can do or what you should do really like you can do whatever you want and drag can be whatever you want it to be yeah um we had a fun a little realization when we actually like took a pause so that i could drink more alcohol and stuff um is that one reason why conservatives do not understand drag mm -hmm. and why they cannot see why it exists for any reason besides perverting children's minds yeah. is because they don't understand the value of self-expression because that is not part of their culture. It's not allowed. And it's also already like already been assigned to them, you know, like what it should be kind yeah. of. So there's no like, you will express your role, selection. not yourself. Yeah, exactly. And so I think, um, my mom always said that like, she, read, I don't know, she like read some parenting book when I was a kid that said, the reason you get mad at your kids is when they're doing something that you were not allowed to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that is true just like all the time. Yeah. And so conservatives are mad when we are expressing ourselves because they never could. Yeah. That's, they may have felt like what the, 
you know, because a lot of times I feel like what happens is you'll describe or explain why, you know, you want to identify a certain way, you know, or do something within the queer community and like how it started. And then I feel like they can go, I also had that experience, but I never took the next step. So you should also suffer the way I did, you know, because yeah. I couldn't do that. I literally think a lot of people are like, well, I wasn't allowed to choose my gender, so neither are you. Yeah, Even like I also felt when confused. you don't want to have kids. Because you're like, oh I God, had to yes. have kids. Like, yeah. Yikes. Because, yeah, neither of us want to have kids. And I feel like all the time they're like, you're you're going to change your mind. Or, like, you, you'll get there eventually. It's like, no, it's fine to also go, I know I don't want kids. And um, that's And I'm sorry works. that, what like, you didn't think it was a choice for you or it yeah. wasn't a choice for you. Yeah, it may not have been. But so, like, that doesn't mean choice. you should take away the choice for everybody else. Exactly. And I do think that's a lot of what the anger is. It's just like yes. people, because of course, conservatives have had a self at some point that like yeah. they had like, or they might still feel these. They feelings, had to shave a lot of it off and like yeah, <laughs> but they may still feel these feelings, but they're repressing it and they're miserable still, you know. So yeah, there is some jealousy of like they feel like they can't do that, and so instead they project their anger onto the community. I mean, they really expose themselves with, if I had to um, suffer to pay my student loans, so do you. Yeah, that was such an obvious, like, example. But just, like, my life sucks, so your life has to also suck. Yes. Um, And I'm sorry, but I just don't agree. I don't either. Yeah, I had a dance teacher like that, too, who uh, had gone through really, really tough training, and she was a really good dancer. But when she trained us... She thought that we should suffer the same way she suffered in her training just because, not because it made her a better dancer, because she had to suffer to become what she is now. We should also suffer, whether it was to, like it wasn't doing us any good, but uh, she just thought we should suffer because she suffered. And I, that was the first time I think I had come across that. And I was like, oh my God, why would you ever do that to someone? Like, I think like, I have definitely experienced that even from like other non-binary people and it definitely happens within the community like and other autistic people just because I like myself Mm -hmm. and there's uh it's like if I want to change my pronouns I'll change my pronouns you know like if I don't want to um act neurotypical in some way I'm not going to sure and Sometimes it makes people mad because, like, it's not supposed to be that easy. But, of course, like, <laughs> it's not like it's not being easy queer and autistic has been easy for me. Yeah. Um, it's not – I don't like myself because it's just been so easy to be me. <laughs> yeah. Like, in many ways, it's a reaction to, like – Yeah. I've decided to like myself, and so I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make people mad because they just think like you're supposed to suffer more. Yeah. Cause I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, I think, yeah, especially, I don't know. It's very interesting with like, cause most of the time I say like, you can use any pronouns for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because really like gender barely makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but even I feel like if I tried to really pick a pronoun, I would just keep misgendering myself on accident because, like, I just don't even really think about my pronouns. Yeah. I mostly, honestly, 
it's when people call me like lady or like girl. Mm-hmm. The, that I like bothers me a lot more than pronouns. Yeah, but um, sometimes like uh, my gender has gone a certain way that like a certain pronoun is uh, horrendous to me. Sure, yeah, and of so I will uh, at times be like, "She, her is out. It's out. Mm-hmm. You cannot use it for me right now." And so it's he, him only. If unless you're like my my family, mm-hmm. like. Because, like, I don't know. I don't personally want to, like, make my parents be like, oh, gosh, I used the wrong pronoun, like, because I know I don't care enough to make them think about it that much. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, if we're not already close, then, like, he, him, only for me. Um, is I've, I've done that in the past. And that has made people very mad because they're like, yeah, but you didn't, like, change your appearance. Yeah. Yeah, you've definitely gotten that a lot, which is... Like it, wild, but yeah, you're supposed to suffer more in order to be able to change your pronouns. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, first of all, I was suffering, which is why I changed them. But you know, you don't have to suffer at all. You can change your pronouns every day if you want to. They're your fucking pronouns. Yeah, absolutely. It's odd. Yeah. Um. So I I did want to take this opportunity to announce. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am going to start doing drag, Yay. and I even came up with a name. Uh-huh. I'm really bad at coming up this with names. This is the official launch of the name yeah. of Erica's drag character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited because, I mean, my username on everything has all just been Erica Heidewald because I literally cannot ever think of another name. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, I don't know. That's the only one I have. Um and I'm too indecisive, but then I thought of one mm-hmm. because I thought, like, what do I, like, what do I want to get out of drag? What do I want to express? Yeah. And what I, a certain kind of femininity also that I have always loved is, like, the hot mess, the the woman who is allowed to be mentally ill because she is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um. And I have always tried to, like, uh, express my mental illness as little as possible and try and act as sane as I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a, it's a burden. And I sometimes wonder, like, who would I be if I just, like, it never even occurred to me to try to do that? Because mm-hmm. I probably am less sane than people think Mm -hmm. um and also i am very bothered by um just like what is happening politically um regarding like mental illness and like the new laws passed in new york city that people can be detained just for appearing to be mentally ill even if they are not harming themselves or anyone else um yeah like one of my mutuals on twitter like this has already happened to her uh she literally was just like kind of manic and was just like chatty and didn't have shoes on yeah and she was uh like put into a mental institution against her will for a month lost her housing lost her job and like she was fine she was just a little manic but like if you get manic does some that's gonna happen sometimes yeah and um, 
So yeah. That was the inspiration behind the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes. So my, what is your name? My ultimate let's expression reveal. let's let's reveal the of name. feminine craziness. Hysteria. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. So now we're in prep mode for yeah. drag. Um and I'm gonna help do some makeup. But um Yes, you are. <laughs> but yeah, we're very excited about it. I'm very excited for Erica. Um and uh I guess kind of to wrap it up a little bit. Um wherever you are, wherever you live, please go look up your um local drag, see what shows are around in your area and go support because it's very important now more than ever. Um and if you want to follow us and follow Erica and see uh the evolution of her stereo then uh you can follow me at hey it's rena hey with the j because i'm swedish and erica at erica heidewald and potentially uh there will be more uh to come for hysteria in terms of accounts and stuff but we'll, we'll keep you posted yeah i mean i checked and her stereo was already taken by somebody who never posts um yeah. but we'll figure that one out <laughs> yeah uh, and also, I recommend that if you have not seen the movie Paris is Burning, highly recommend. Go watch yeah. that. Go watch it. Um, just to understand like the some history. of drag history and um, have a little more appreciation for it mm-hmm. and um, the people who came before us. Yeah, uh, go watch it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.